Welcome to the DG Puttheads podcast, Just Throw. We have not done a podcast in quite a while, but we're on vacation, so we thought this would be a great time to record ourselves talking about discs and other sort of things. We haven't done a podcast in quite a while. We used to try to do it regularly uh, since we took over Just Throw from uh, Patrick uh, with the uh, Zen Disc Golf podcast. And uh, by the way, uh, Patrick and Zach are back with the Animal Mind podcast. So if you enjoyed listening to the Zen Disc Golf podcast back in the day, go ahead and check out the Animal Mind podcast. Uh, but for now, this is the Just Throw podcast. And who are you? I, me? I, I forget sometimes. Who am I? <laughs> I'm Chris. I'm Disc Golf Chris, not just Chris, Disc Golf Chris. And I'm here with Rodney. I'm Rodney, a uh, Lions fan, one on. Twitter and Instagram and not Facebook. Not Facebook. Yeah. Uh, good to be back. We despite not podcasting, we've been playing and we've been playing and doing a lot of blogging. We blogging. We, what uh, what what did we create recently? Oh, let's see. Today is April second. No, I meant before that. Yeah. Uh, so this is actually a post April Fool's podcast, but uh, I'm talking about uh, about a month or so back uh, the flight charts. Yeah. Yeah. So. That was several months worth of effort and uh, even many more months of just thinking about it. Uh, but yeah, we created this pretty cool, I think, flight chart tool. Interactive uh, flight charts with all the uh, all the PDGA-approved discs with uh, interactive flight charts where it'll show the flight chart of any given disc and it can increase and decrease the arm speed uh, and the, the handedness. Handedness. And it can even go, go to forehand. Yeah, it does adjust uh, so it... Uh, I wrote some pretty intense math formulas to <laughs> depict the disc flight. The flight. We're not going to give our way our. We're not going to give away our algorithm. It's, yeah, it's exactly. It, we it did actually. We did. We did actually crowdsource most of the data. So a lot of the uh, the flight paths are not just by manufacturer. We start with the manufacturer's numbers, and then we adjust to our our proprietary. Well, it's a, our proprietary algorithm that takes into account a large amount of crowdsourced data so all the discs are slightly unique and uh, and they're adjustable so if we if over time a disc uh, disc comes out in a different plastic or that we decide that the uh, the flight path is not appropriate we can we can change it yeah we'll be updating that I think the big thing is uh, so when Chris talks about it being crowdsourced uh, we're we're using our friends we like to buy a lot of discs so you know we're involved there uh, forum posts other reviews, anything that we could find, someone talking about whatever discs. And, and then, of course, our own opinions. <laughs> and our own opinions. And we, we've we thrown a lot. There's at least over, what, 900 or 1,000 discs in the database at this point that um, we've got. Yeah, it, was, it started out at about 1,500, but there were a lot of duplicates and a lot of Whammo. And for your sake, <laughs> we removed a lot of the Whammo discs. So there's, it's, it's most mostly discs that you'll be aware of. Yeah, so we took a lot of that out. Uh, and almost everything in the database is PDGA approved. Uh, mm -hmm. We left the turbo putt on there for novelty. Yep. And there are um, two Easter eggs on there as well. Yeah. Uh, someone, someone thought we were actually serious. We put the dynamic discs chocolate truth in there. And somebody thought that we were actually serious about calling it a putter. It's not a putter. It's yeah. not a disc. It's... Well, it's, it is a disc. I think they technically use them all, it is a disc, you know? but I don't think it's uh, PDGA approved. It's I don't it's know chocolate. <laughs> My thing is, if they send us one, I'm willing to throw it. I we'll, will test we'll, it out. We will record it. We will eat it. 
And there's one more Easter egg in there, which actually happened to be one of our April Fool's videos from uh, about three years ago, something three like that. Three or four, so yeah. Go ahead and uh, search through that. And that was fun. Let us know um, if you find it. Yeah, the, the flight chart tool, I was pretty excited that we could get that put together. Uh, kind of a vision I had a long time ago. And uh, we brought it home and pretty excited about that. Also, we have a, a putter selector, a putter picker, or Peter Piper putter picker. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Just go pick your putter. <laughs> go pick your putter. Uh, that's also data that's been crowdsourced uh, where we're using forum posts. Although mm. I would say we have 60% of those putters. We do. Uh, in our, our collection. But and a lot of that data is subjective. You know, it talks about profile and it turns out profile is more of a field than the the actual profile itself. We go by more of how it feels, whether yeah. it's high or low. And then there is a couple others. There's stability and there's the primary disc purpose, the primary putter purpose, whether it's yep. for putting or driving, that's it's subjective. So we'll be adjusting that a lot, mm -hmm. taking feedback. But we still like to believe that it's useful if you're trying to trying to find a, a new putter or trying to evaluate some existing putters. Yeah, I'd like to add no shape uh, into that filter as well. I think that'd be helpful. But our goal is to help those of us without a store nearby to be able to make a better selection. There's a lot of putters out there that are clones of each other or very similar, and at least this helps you narrow down. If you don't like an AVR style, then don't pick one like that. And obviously the best thing you can do is go out and hold one and throw it, but there's, like Rodney said, there's not always stores nearby, and there's so many putters out there, it's difficult to know which ones to test out. Exactly. So speaking of putters, uh, we've both been toying around with different putters for a while I'd, I'd say more than toying around I think we've I've been we've, we've we're past the point of no return yeah I've been downright cheating on the judge <laughs> uh, the this Paul Macbeth guy I don't know seems to be a big deal in disc golf I, um, I hadn't heard of him before but he, he seems he came yeah, over to Michigan switched to disc craft. Not, not sure where he's from and uh, I guess he can throw discs okay he throws them good uh, <laughs> So this Luna... By the way, we're actually pretty happy Macbeth's with uh, with this craft. We're pretty excited about that. We've been in Michigan, obviously, we've been Discraft fans for a long time. So that's... Been huge pretty... fans of Discraft. I, you've been throwing a lot. I'd say your bag's been 90% Discraft. 70-90% for most of, most of my career. And uh, the big thing is, for me, I was waiting for a firm putter plastic, right? Mm -hmm. When they came out with Jawbreaker a few years ago, I was super excited because... When you say jawbreaker, the only thing I remember is breaking pieces of your teeth off trying to eat those stupid candies. Hard. Some very, very so hard material. We get them in the mail, and I actually was pleasantly surprised with the the plastic, but it wasn't what yep. I needed for a putter. Yeah, it was. It, jaw, we love jawbreaker. It's it's great plastic, but it is not by any means hard. Yeah, so when, uh, when I heard that Paul was looking at the uh, jawbreaker and maybe changing it up a little bit we were excited at least i was so got the prototype luna and uh seems like a lot of people got this for the eight of you that didn't get one um <laughs> the what's the best way to describe this it's it's, it's firm that we're talking about the prototype specifically right yep, now it's firm but not not rock hard, not quite McPro hard, right? Not quite McPro hard. Uh, is it, are we allowed to say that, or is that is that a bad word? 
Is that like Pro. a swear word now? Well, I don't know. Innova got rid of it, so they must not have liked it. Yeah. Because they have now, it's a, <laughs> what, Tour Series yeah. Pro plastic or some nonsense. Um, it was it was a, a pretty firm plastic, a little bit, it, it's got a rubber coating on it that's... Uh, a rubber a coating, but it has like bumpy rubber bits in it, yeah. uh, which is interesting. But uh, Chris greatly disliked it. I didn't like it. Uh, I, the, the feel of that brand new... Uh, the the Proto Luna, the feel of the brand new plastic, to me it was slippery. I couldn't get a grip on it. Uh, I, it wasn't as hard as I liked. But when I, I talked to a couple of people that had thrown it for longer and I'd felt a couple of Lunas after they'd been worn in, once the slipperiness wore off, it was much better. And yeah. still, it's still not, not my favorite, but it was it's, better. It's still bumpy. But I know Rodney, Rodney was a big fan of it. I, I really did I the, the prototype I liked liked a lot, uh, the the bumpy feel it didn't really bother me. Uh, the judge has a big bead and the Luna doesn't. Luna has no at bead. All. I, I love the switch. feel of Luna. The Luna feels very mold. comfortable in my hand, but it just it wasn't working out for me. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know I. But I now think, it's it, that that rubber is not even available anymore. The first run not. is something different, and I love the feel of the new plastic. Yeah, so we've got the in. first run, and we're talking about a fairly smooth uh, top. Apparently, it still does have a rubber blend in it, but uh, it, it's definitely not. With the prototype, I, I I'm not as good as this Paul guy, so I hit a few yeah. trees, and <laughs> it. For a putter at such a slow speed hitting a tree, it did bounce off as if it had more rubber in that blend than the, the first run. And to be honest, I was disappointed with some of the gouges, where yeah. with Jawbreaker, we didn't see those gouges. There's right. a little bit of fraying here and there, a uh, little peeling, but I the saw gouges some are because I just I kept hitting the metal of the basket. <laughs> yeah, from yeah. You know, 300 feet out, full Yeah, throw. just every time it would go and, and hit the basket. <laughs> um in all seriousness, I the I've made a lot of putts since I switched to the Luna, um, and even eighty or ninety footers. So I got the first run in, uh, and the day I got it, I'm out in the yard, putting around, really liking it. Uh, I I drained three or four from seventy or eighty feet, and uh, I got one in from over a hundred. And inside the circle, I was pretty confident with it, so I was pretty excited about it. Uh, we went out the next day. It was the next morning. We're recording the mm -hmm. our uh, some video for the April Fools video we did, and I uh, hand handed it to Chris. And if you watch the video, you'll see this scene where he's uh, pulling on a picnic table, picks the loon up from that was about eighty feet or so. That was a good eighty feet. And uh, he's he just drains it. And I'm thinking, oh great, we have a, a the, very that magical was one disc. take. Uh, yeah, I, that was the first time I picked up the first row Luna. Pick it up, toss it, drains it 80 feet. Yeah. One take. Didn't even have to reshoot that video. That that was quite impressive. So, <laughs> on the very next hole, uh, I decided oh, I'll toss this, and we were like 120 feet from the basket, and it caught some wind, just enough to lift it. And then it rolled down a hill, and I forgot there was a pond behind that basket on two, and never found it again. We, so we searched for quite a while looking for that the magical Luna. Luna. But I think it must have uh, gotten caught under some of the reeds that were out there. Yeah. So I had to make sure to buy three more. 
so that doesn't happen again. But now these three are in. I've been uh, I've been messing around with these three Lunas, and I'm a big fan of these. They're more firm than the original uh, prototype, and they don't gouge like the original prototype did. Now, I'll say the Luna's not making my bag because I'm looking for a lower glide putter. Luna's the numbers on Luna are three three zero three. I feel like it's more of a three point five, not quite a four. It's it's lower glide than something like the Roach, but it's um, I, I've switched over the Focus, and that's a much lower glide disc. And Luna's higher glide than the Focus, so I'm not using it. But it's an excellent all around putter. It, yeah. it does it does everything very well. The the numbers don't matter other than. Without a store nearby, this is how I'm able to compare discs, and this is part yeah. of why we put that putter selector and flight chart together. Because um, if this is three three zero three, then uh, from the same manufacturer, the zone must be what a three two zero seven. Yeah, um, <laughs> maybe eight. <laughs> so uh, it's just absurd, but it doesn't matter. Um, they they list it as a one point on their the the discraft scale, which I'll admit, when I was early on in my disc golf, I didn't really like that. But now that I've been playing more, I actually feel like that number's almost more useful than any of the rest. I, I like it. it. It doesn't mean anything to people who don't throw disc craft. But if you throw disc craft, almost, especially if you throw disc craft exclusively, it makes sense to you. I can compare things. So the, the soul sitting here, um, the minus 0.5. So I know that should... Whatever it does, it should finish slightly right of center. So yeah. that's the expectation. Anyway, you were talking about the focus, and I'm, I have a lack of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm focused on the focus lately. I had, uh, If you've listened to our stuff, read our stuff, you know that I absolutely love Castoplast Rico. It's a low-glide, low-profile putter. Uh, it's overstable in the circle, but when you throw it, it goes almost deadly straight. And I got to be honest, it was very difficult to switch. I last year we, we haven't done an in the bag video uh, in quite a while uh, because our bags have been in flux. But last year I switched entirely to Discraft except for my putter, which was the Rico, because I absolutely loved the Rico. I finally made the switch. I dropped the Rico for the Focus, and it wasn't easy. But the only thing that actually allowed me to do it is our buddy Nick, uh, Nick Reeves. Uh, thanks for hooking us up, Nick. Uh, he had a stack of Crystal Z Focuses. Maybe Foci? Yeah, Foci. Crystal <laughs> Foci. Because I have Crystal Z Foci now, I, he, he uh, hooked me up with uh, seven of them. Because of that, I can drive with Focus. Uh, I've got a Soft X Focus and a Jawbreaker Focus, and those are great approaches, but they can't quite handle the torque. But basically, the Focus has a touch more glide than the Rico, uh, and I'm sticking with the low glide putter because it minimizes any errors that are made, and it's it helps me it helps my accuracy when I'm approaching at 150. I, I like approaching with low glide putters. Uh, the difference between the Focus and the Rico is Focus has a touch more glide, and it's actually a little bit straighter. Where the Focus, uh, the Rico likes to turn a little bit, and especially shorter shots the Rico will drop hard focus isn't quite as overstable but I've also noticed the focus is not as workable I can't throw it on an Anheuser like I can with the Rico but that has its advantages because when I need just a a real real gentle turn the focus can handle it so I've I've gone entirely Rico and it's uh, you know I 
I know there were a couple of people who have mentioned that they, they're throwing the Rico because we've talked about it. And I'm not going to encourage you to switch because I, the Rico is amazing. It's a great putter. It really is. But I wanted to go all discraft for uh, a number of reasons. And the last disc in my bag was the Rico that was not discraft. And now I'm to focus. And we're both, uh, we've both switched entirely over to discraft. We have. And I'm not going to get into all the discs I'm carrying, mostly because. We haven't even had good enough weather for me to yeah. narrow that down. And we'll still um, do an, we'll do in-the-bag videos yeah. uh, this year at some point because we're pretty well set with our bags. It's it's close for me. So uh, on the Discraft side of things, they had a couple other releases. Um, that Paul mm -hmm. guy, um, sounds like he's throwing this Kong pretty well. I yeah. watched him throw it. I actually picked one up. Uh, you haven't thrown it as many times as I have. I've thrown it a couple of times, but it seems to be a solid disc. It is. Uh, I was, I, I, the hard part I had with the destroyer from Innova. Is it Innova or Innova? I don't know. Maybe it doesn't matter us. because we don't throw them. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I had a hard time throwing that because, from what I understand, and there's a, a guy that did a great video on all sorts of different destroyers. Um, apparently the ones I had were all beef. Um, they, they threw close, closer to a firebird than anything usable. Uh, I did throw someone else's destroyer that I was able to flip up, but it was, what was that? An Avery? That was my red three line, no, my red two line Avery. Yeah. Which was very nice and flippy. I used to bomb that, but I recently had that signed by Greg Barsby and oh, yeah. Philo Brathwaite. And I don't throw that anymore. Retired. Yes, retired. Uh, well, partly because it's Innova, but partly because it's signed. Right. So. Signed disc. Uh, they also released the Soul, which uh, we just mentioned. But uh, the Soul feels, to me, this feels closer to a, uh, a putter. Um, honestly, it, it has similarity to a zone. I think it's a comet that got zone. shrunk down to a putter. You think they shrunk a comet? But it doesn't feel, the rim doesn't feel at all well, like no, a comet. Well, no, it's the comet flight. And oh, I think okay. I think they... I, I I think they took the essence of a comet and put it into a putter. That sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if I were going to start over with a brand new Discraft bag, the zone and the sole feel like they would be perfect complements to each other. They're similar yeah. diameter. You've got a. I wouldn't say the rim shape's the same because they fly differently, but they're they're the opposite ends of. Of right yeah. and left turn. Except that uh, you might still need a more understable putter because the sole is technically mid-range and when you putt with it, you know, with inside 50, it actually acts like an overstable putter. But if, you know, if we're talking about approaches, yeah. the sole will will turn to the right and it's opposite of zone. They're, they're great compliments. Yeah, and I've never loved the feeling of a Comet, but I carry it because of what it does. Uh I have I several comets, and they all have a wonderful late turn to them that I, I've never seen another disc do. Uh, I agree. It, it took me a long time to get used to uh, the feel of the comet, but the flight, I, I fell in love with the flight. And actually, it was when uh, when they came out with the Swirly Glow ESP Michael Joe Tour Series is yeah. when I finally just completely adopted the comet because that thing can handle a little extra torque. It's got that great, excellent late turn, a little more yeah. consistent than the rest of them. It's a good disc. And then the other one that they released recently, the Raptor, uh, I bought a Yuli Raptor. 
Uh, Paul stands for. <laughs> uh, and man, that plastic is amazing. The, it's, it's the same stuff as the Kong. It's made beautiful. In. It's it swirly good. ESP, but the the Yuli Raptor is it's not necessarily swirly. It's more it's more similar to a burst. Uh, yeah, and it's that was fantastic feeling. The Raptor. It's true. It, it almost looks like the dynamic discs burst yeah. plastic, but in ESP form. But in ESP form, yeah, it, and it it feels great. And yours is a deep teal with what? Dark blue, deep teal with blue on it. Blue and then red writing, so it's pretty yeah, sweet looking really, disc. Really neat one. Plus the um, logos, the the Yuli logo is. Yuli's awesome. got a great logo. Um, him and Paul both have this uh, logo where it looks like one letter, but it's actually their initials in it. So here's um, the thing: we we keep referring to them by first name as if we know them. So I think we actually need to meet these oh, they're, guys. So it's they're <laughs> definitely uh, good friends. Um, you know, they don't know it, but they have dinner <laughs> with us often and everything. <laughs> Paul and uh, Paul and Paul. Paul and Paul. If uh, if you guys want to want to meet us, so that we can actually refer to you legitimately by your first name, we'd we'd love that. Yeah. But anyway, the the Raptor is an excellent disc. And it really it's, is. Really, it's cool looking. Well, at least the the Yuli Raptor. The, the Yuli one. The, the honestly, the first one Z that we've we've got. It's got some cool uh, pattern to it. And I don't know if that's just because it's the first run or what. Uh, this definitely. If I say nine four zero three, uh, <laughs> you probably equate that to a Firebird. It's pretty close. I am no, by no means a Firebird purist, uh, although I've thrown one for a while. But really, I just need it to get out of trouble. Uh, I've been throwing the Sexton Firebird for a while as uh, it doesn't feel like a Firebird. Uh, right. Throws right. a little straighter. <clears throat> uh, I have a seventeen. And it's quite broken in because of how much I've used it. But and I, f I feel like the Raptor throws a little closer to the Sexton Firebird. I was I was able to throw it uh, at our work course on hole two, which is what seven hundred feet something yeah, like that. Yeah, something ridiculous. And I just just straight away shot, and I I fired it a good two fifty three hundred just dead straight down the fairway before it even started fading. Yeah, I got a good three twenty five throw out of it, and yeah. It's a, I think it's a good disc. The the biggest thing that the the actual old school Firebird that's been around forever and never replicated does is it fights the wind uh, yeah. really well. So time will tell on that. Uh, I, I had a good experience with the Raptor fighting the winds. I I was throwing it through about fifteen mile an hour headwinds okay. and tailwinds. Obviously, with the tailwind, it kind of drops like a brick. But yeah. that's the most overstable disc. Exactly. I, I found it to be very consistent. It was very, very smooth. Uh, and I could I could also get a decent forehand, obviously. I I liked it. Yeah, and I think uh, the, the thing that this Raptor and the Kong have going for them, uh, they feel slightly lower profile in the hand yeah. than a lot of other discs, uh, similar discs. Uh, and I, thing... I like that a lot. One thing that I found about the Raptor, and not not comparing it outside of the brand, but within Discraft, there's a lot of Discraft discs. For example, the Crush, which I throw, uh, crushes about a ten and a half speed, ish, and the Crush is great, especially with the headwind. But it's a little bit sharper nose, and it cuts into the wind. And Discraft has a lot of very overstable discs, but a lot of them will cut into the wind. The Raptor has a little bit more blunt nose. So it's more controllable and slower, but it can still fight the wind. So somebody once recommended a pulse. I've thrown a pulse a few times, a decent disc, 
uh, but that really cuts in and it just it just soars. But the raptor doesn't get away from you. You yeah. throw it and it's controllable, a little bit slower, and it will actually fight the wind rather than cut in. Whereas something like the crush, it, I love the crush partly because it cuts through the wind and I can throw it harder. Raptor doesn't go with the wind, it fights the wind and it stays on its path and drops controllably. Yeah, I think uh, for me, the Raptor is a direct drop-in replacement for my Sexton Firebird. That's I great. don't think that'll be the case for everyone, but the few shots that I use it, used the Sexton Firebird for, I'm using the Raptor for. Uh, the good news about that is I don't have the nervousness of throwing a disc <laughs> that may or may not be worth money. I yeah. I throw my uh, Sexton Firebird without a name on it, just in case I <laughs> run into someone who wants to buy it. No, and that scares me. You said uh, the Raptor doesn't skip as much for you as it does the Firebird, right? Correct. The Firebird, <laughs> I can get a little more skip, and I don't know if that's just that it's not broken in yet, or I haven't played with the nose angle enough, but yeah, the, the Firebird, I've nearly skip-based several holes. Uh, I did, I was throwing a downhill, uh, number four at our home course, I almost skip-based number four, but that was downhill off mulch, so I... I have a feeling that it might not skip as much as the Firebird. Right. There's still going to be some good skips. So if you're looking for skips, the Raptor will give you some, but it might not give you as much as some other discs. Yeah. So earlier we mentioned we're on vacation. Uh, yeah, we're on a week-long spring break thing. Myrtle Beach. Myrtle Beach. 2019. It is. Uh, we're we, not partying. We're, we're old. We're not yeah. old. We're mid-30s, and we're here with our families, and... You know, it's it's what nine nine o'clock nine thirty, and we're almost it's it's eight forty seven. It's eight forty seven. <laughs> we're about ready for bed. <laughs> but uh, we're we're here, and uh, we escaped the Michigan spring. So at, at home it's twenty eight degrees. And except that at home today it was warmer than it was here. But that's anomaly. It's, <laughs> it was pretty weird here today. Um, so because it's vacation, and when I'm out in foreign lands away from home i'm not going to go into the woods or the weeds uh to find discs i don't know what's lurking in there uh snakes me <laughs> humans I, uh, I might be in there <laughs> so i i tend to pack a bag of discs that for the most part i'm willing to leave behind if i had to so so all in about all in about no i couldn't do that so i'm looking at my bag for vacation real quick. I've got the, uh, a Luna, a couple Lunas actually, a Jawbreaker Zone, which is a great disc. I have two different ESP buzzes that uh, I think one of them we dug out of a swamp and another one just looks stupid. Uh, I, I love the fact that we're both, our expendable mid-range, we both have ESP buzzes. Well, I've, yeah, I've kind of collected them over the years. I've, <laughs> If you see one in a used bin for four or five bucks, it's hard not to buy one. Yeah, because they uh, still fly great. They do. Uh, I've got a, a an Elite X Comet. Uh, we talked about the Comet earlier. Really uh, like this Comet because it, the Elite X plastic helps it break in earlier. It's also cheaper, meaning if I leave it behind, I'm not losing a lot. Um, I have a Rock 3, which is not discraft it's it's innova yep, that it, one looks like you haven't even thrown it i've thrown it a few times a couple times in the yard the the rock three is a super versatile disc uh i feel like it it just goes straight and then falls left it's essentially a shorter t-bird for me 
Yeah. Uh, I use it on holes at home occasionally when uh, there might be a swamp nearby or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, moving up, I've got a DX Firebird, which, uh, YDX, well, because it's expendable, but now this is not a Firebird anymore. It has hit enough trees and ground that it actually throws like a pretty awesome T-Bird. Plus the uh, stamp on there is awesome. I, I really do like uh, the Innova bird stamps, the T-Bird stamp, yeah. the Firebird stamp. Yeah, uh, and speaking of birds, uh, I'm also throwing a G-Star Thunderbird. Uh, this disc I've had a long time. Which bright green one that we it, lose all the time. It's green, and it's <laughs> it's seriously the worst color because no matter what season, this always looks like whatever I throw it in, uh, which is stupid, but I've had it for a long time. Uh, We've always found it. The G-Star one, honestly, it's, it's soft and squishy, and it feels great. Uh, Oddly enough, it's broken into what I feel like the Undertaker gives me out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. that's pretty cool. Driver-wise, uh, I used to throw a lot of Wraiths. So I have several of them sitting around. In fact, that was the first premium plastic disc I bought was a Wraith mm -hmm. years ago. That's right. That's right. The red one, which I still have. I forgot about that. Uh, this is an orange one. The bright orange one. And a Wraith is pretty versatile as well for me. Uh, I'm not going to throw a left-to-right moving shot as a right-hander, but I can do a lot of work with that. And uh, honestly, on an away course, I'll be throwing that Thunderbird a lot more. And then I have this uh, tie-dye nuke, and I got with this a in turkey a turkey that appears to be of, in jail inside of the basket. It's Turkey and Chains, Fifth Helping, 2011. If you read down here, it's the Tits Series event. T-I-T-S series event. So uh, maybe this is worth money. If it is, give me a holler. It's, that's not the word. You. That's actually t.i.t.s. Yeah. Great. So I got this in a bargain bin because um, I wanted to try a new... Tie-dye is the worst color. It really is. It's, it looks awesome, but it's so <laughs> it's, hard to it's find. It's a great disc. This looks awesome. It's got this cool burst with an eyeball in the center and it's uh, but you know what discs I find the most on the course are tie-dye ones. Yeah. And they're <laughs> There's not mine. For that. <laughs> There's a reason for that. You know which discs I've lost the most are tie-dye tie ones. Um, and I think everyone's seen that before. So that really rounds out my vacation bag this time. Uh, and what bag are you carrying? What actual bag? Uh, oh, I, I really like, for a small bag, I really like the Infinite Slinger bag. It's a just a one-shoulder bag. It carries, I don't know, 10, 12 discs. Uh, easily and it also fit in the car without dislodging too much yeah. stuff so it's it's great also has a drink holder which is why I got rid of my old uh, bag because it did not have a drink holder and then I have a friction glove because well I don't go anywhere without a friction glove just in case yeah. you never know so what are you carrying I am carrying it's all in my nutsack bag and I absolutely love my nutsack bag for traveling it's small and it holds just about 10 maybe yeah about 10 ish discs and it's very very durable i've i won this uh from a mind body disc contest giveaway back when we before we were the potheads yeah yeah way back then and it's held up great um so just real quick if uh if you hear background noise that's our kids running around the beach house here so <laughs> don't worry about them <laughs> 
So I've also packed a bag full of discs that it does not matter if I lose them. And yeah, I'll, I'll start with the uh, putters as well. <clears throat> I brought three putters with me. Uh, my main putting putter will be my Soft X Focus, uh, since like I said, I just switched over to Focuses. Uh, Soft X Focus, I pulled this one out of a swamp and it's pretty well beat in, but it works wonderfully. But it also doesn't matter if I lose it. This disc would probably sell for about 75 cents uh, at a used disc store. Uh, so I'm not, not risking anything by throwing it. Um, but it's, it, it's, it performs great. And then I have a Soft Wizard. And this one is stamped by Wolfpack Discs, which is a, also a Michigan company. Uh, shout out to Wolfpack. They've got some pretty cool, they got some pretty cool uh, designs and logos. Uh, the wizard is overstable, uh, so it's obviously the um, the counterpart to my Soft X Focus, and this thing uh, I'll be able to do a lot of approaches with this. Uh, probably my secondary putter and my primary approach putter, unless I need something a little more overstable. I brought my slammer, my DGPH slammer from our event a couple years ago. With uh, that's me on the front, yeah, our stamp. Uh, slammer, love the slammer, one of the best discs. If uh, slammer compared to zone, they're excellent, and honestly, I could probably use them just about interchangeably. Uh, zone's a little bit more workable, and slammer is a little bit more uh, consistent on the overstable wind front. Slammer, I think, is closer to a new jawbreaker zone. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. So the jawbreaker zone does not fly like the regular zone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the jawbreaker zone, honestly, is. I think everyone needs to try one. After Very about, straight. You can get a, a lot of float on it. Even a little bit of turn if you break yeah, it in. But it's not going to fly past the basket. It drops, nope. but it it actually uh, it's really consistent. Surprisingly, yeah. If you pick up a if you've thrown a Z or ESP zone and not liked it, uh, I think you owe it to yourself to try the Jawbreaker one. Anyway, I'd second that. So I've got this uh, this slammer, and this is uh, classic hard. Or is this classic blend? I think that's hard. A classic hard, I think so. Uh, it's a great disc, but if I lose it, it's not. Didn't cost as much. Then I have ESP buds, like I mentioned before. Uh, this one I've never thrown. I got it in a misprint pack. Um, I think this was a tribute to a fallen disc golfer. It's got so. a picture of a disc golfer on the front, and it says "Peace and Love" and the guy's name. So. I think this was a tribute. Never thrown it, but it should it's be one a... of those super color prints. It's, yeah, super it's pretty color. neat. And then uh, for mid-range, uh, most of the rest of the bag is actually Innova. I've got a Leopard, a Star Leopard. I used to throw Leopards constantly. I love the Leopard. Uh, now that I'm over on Discraft, I've been throwing Mantis. Works pretty well, but Leopard, there's something special about the Leopard, so I got that in my bag. Uh, T-Bird. I haven't thrown a T-Bird in many, many years, but for probably the second, maybe third year that I was playing disc golf, I started bagging a T-Bird and it was excellent. But I found this one, uh, this no-name T-Bird. I uh, found this out on the course one day and it looks like it's almost never been thrown, so I'm going to uh, give this a try, try to break it in. Hopefully it's not too overstable. Obviously, I've got a crush. Uh, you all know how much I love my crushes, but this one's a Pro-D crush, so I don't have much money sunk into it, but the Pro-D crush almost acts like a 9-speed. Uh, it doesn't <laughs> handle quite as much torque, uh, but it's very consistent still, and as it beats in, it gets a little straighter. So it's very versatile. The, the Pro-D crush is actually incredibly versatile, which is strange to say, but it is. I've got a Star Shrike. 
this I was throwing the, the Shrike as my maximum distance disc before Discraft, uh, before I tried uh, Discraft's uh, new titanium crank. The titanium crank uh, doesn't turn nearly as hard as the other cranks, so now I'm throwing the crank, therefore my Star Shrike is expendable. The Shrike is an awesome, awesome consistent long distance disc, great S-curves. And then I also have a nuke. Uh, I found this nuke, I pulled this one out of a swamp. Uh, I've never thrown you, this one. You've never thrown that, but I have. <clears throat> yeah. And that's a bomber. Of a so I, Rodney was uh, testing out the force, and he asked if I had any forces. I said, yeah, here, take this purple force. So I handed him this disc that <laughs> was apparently not a force. He threw it in the yard, and he's, wow, that thing's a bomber. And he quickly realized it was actually a nuke. Uh, the, the stamp's been rubbed off on this, and... Actually, it's a, what, a Flint Town? Yeah, it's a Flint Town Flyers nuke. Yeah. And I had thought it was a force. Uh, turns out it was a nuke, and it's pretty well beat in. And so I figured, hey, I may as well give it a try. This maybe we'll compare this to the Shrike, but this uh, my Shrike turns a lot. This nuke should uh, be pretty darn straight. And yeah, that one was really straight for me. Uh, imagine my surprise when I was expecting a force flight, which is pretty overstable for my arm. And I got a broken in nuke flight <laughs> instead, and it flipped up and turned over. I was chest bumping anybody around on that <laughs> until I got up there and realized it was a nuke. So I will be firing this thing out, but you know, since I pulled it out of a swamp, if uh Well I it's lose dark it. purple. Yeah. So pretty sure that one's gonna get lost at some point. Yep. Dark pur purple stamp is mostly rubbed off. Yeah. Hopefully we bring them all home. If not, and Hope you so. happen to be in this uh, South Carolina area, you might find one of our discs. Yeah, and I've, I've written DG Puttheads on all of our discs. So if you find it, you got yourself a souvenir, you know, send us a message, say, hey, I found your disc. Yeah. That'd be cool so we, we know. Uh, great. So well, we we definitely talked a lot here. We, we talked a lot more than we expected. Yeah, we're, we're almost <laughs> at 40 minutes here. That's great. Um, really excited to get out and play in a different state. I think that'll be fun. Expect uh, our in the bag videos. I don't know, maybe a month or two. We'll put. Yeah, some I want to get some time to really learn my bag before I potentially decide that I'm going to throw the same disc for the rest of the year. Yeah. Uh, those of you who have been following us a, a while know that uh, this will be my third distinctly different bag that I. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about it that I enjoy just changing discs and trying to map the bag out and then trying to learn them all, but. At some point, I should stick with something so it breaks in long enough. Um, the Pharaoh, the Infinite Disc Pharaoh I was throwing last year, still is a bomber of a disc. Um, I've been throwing a crank this year. I have a Z crank that, that isn't quite broken in that throws really well. Um, as that breaks in, I think that'll throw a little further than the Pharaoh. You know, there's just something to be said for switching to all Discraft when we can buy mystery boxes and, and almost everything in yes. there, either Rodney or myself throw. There, the, the one thing I've noticed in my uh, at least first part of this year, uh, trying to think about only Discraft, I have been able to financially avoid buying all the cool <laughs> stuff from everywhere else. Uh, so we're, we'll, we'll still get some review editions of various discs, but... I haven't spent any of my own money on anything except for Discraft stuff. I'll tell you, there's been good. some really cool stuff that's been released. There have been. Uh, a couple of different plastics called, uh, for older discs. Uh, you've got the Innova release, the Corvette driver. I'd like to try that out. Um, 
And uh, what else? Don't forget released? that's named after the the ship, not the, the ship, car. not the car. It's a super high speed fast thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else has been released? That we oh the Raider. I think everyone's trying to release a destroyer. That's yeah. not a destroyer. So I feel like the Raider is going to be that for uh, dynamic. A uh, couple pretty cool looking gateway releases coming up. We've got. Um, Storm Discs just sent us some uh, stuff, and I'm excited to re review those. They're sitting at home. I got them just before we got in the car and left, so it was enough time to open them and find out that each of the molds are rather unique feeling com yeah, compared to anything quite. I've thrown. So really excited to see how those go. You'll be hearing more about that. I've got a set of full turn discs that I, I think I got on eBay... I want to say back in October, just before the weather turned bad. I was going to try to review them, but never had the time. Yeah, so we'll be reviewing those. Uh, we have a soft spot for smaller places, I think. Yep. Uh, try to get them ex some exposure, and, and it's just fun to try out unique, different uh, discs anyway. Yeah. So that's the plan. Uh, one last shout-out. I think uh, if you... It's kind of weird to shout out technically a competitor, but we're not super consistent in our podcasting. <laughs> but you know who is super consistent? Uh, the Disc Golf Podcast. Uh, Joe and Robin, they do a great job. Uh, if you're at all interested in the actual PDGA tour, I feel like they're the best recap. Uh, some of the other shows, I feel like they're, they've got kid gloves on or they go off the beaten path trying to make news but uh joe and robin tell it how it is i like that they've got their their beer review which is mm -hmm. i don't drink but you do i like so beer I, I got my big fruity vacation drink you have a beer. very girly looking couple <laughs> you know, it's very girly um, we're on vacation so i'm but i'm i i do like that i can converse with people who do drink and enjoy their ipas and i mm -hmm. can converse with them because I, I know a lot about beer from listening to Joe and Robin. Uh, they'll review a disc, whatever. But, uh, yeah. Give and them... you know us. We don't talk much about the uh, the pro circuit uh, other than Paul and Paul. You know, yeah. Tight with those guys. But aside from uh, a couple of names here and there, we don't talk much about the pro circuit. We pretty much stick to the average disc golf. So I, I think yeah. uh, if you're interested in actual news and the pro circuit, check out the disc golf podcast. And just downright fun yeah. uh good show so check that out and uh, i think that about wraps up this podcast yeah, don't, I mean, forget, podcast. <laughs> don't forget to check out the uh, animal minds podcast by uh, patrick and zach sure sounds good so yeah. that's it we'll check back in after we actually get around in here in south carolina wish us some luck and don't forget just throw just throw <laughs>